0: <clears throat> All right, good morning. So John 3.16, I bet most of us could probably recite it, and if not, you've at least seen it so many times in the background of ball games and um, almost to where, so I do a little rearranging here, um, where maybe we lose its, the impact of what it's saying. And... Why I would choose that is the the lead verse for a Christmas message. Um, you know, if you look at those words, I mean, this 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 is the Christmas message. Is God so loved the world, He gave His Son. That's the gift that we're celebrating. And I know we look at the manger and we sing the Christmas songs and so on and we give gifts, but this is the gift that we're celebrating. And so what I want to do this morning, and I hope a real simple way and not not a whole lot of interjecting on my part, but just kind of preach the gospel and show you from Old Testament to New Testament uh, the significance just of this one verse. And I hope for, maybe for people like me, it brings back the meaning of how how significant this is. Uh, So let me say another quick word of prayer and uh, just share with you some of my thoughts and what Scripture has to say about this gift that God gave us that we celebrate. So Lord, I pray for any or all of us, Lord, that just need a refreshing, Lord, of the gospel. i coming come into grips once again with why we even celebrate Christmas. And it really comes down to your sacrifice, Lord, on a cross for us. And this is just the beginning of the story, your birth. So I pray as, uh, as, I, as I speak this morning, Lord, that you would speak through what I share, God, that your Holy Spirit would bring life to it. And God, we would all come out of here just really prepared um, to really embrace Christmas as a time when we have received the greatest gift that you've given us, which is eternal life. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, um, John 3.16, you know, it says this, it says, Who, who's, whoever believes in him, so I guess this might be the question, um, why, why do we need to believe in him? What, what's, what's the need for that? Um, why am I in danger of perishing? So what I want to do is I want to go back and read several scriptures, uh, uh, beginning with Isaiah, Isaiah 53, and these are words of a prophet that lived about 700 years before Christ, and he put this into words. This is Isaiah 53, verses 5, just 5 and 6, says this. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. We, all like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. It's almost like something you would read more at Easter time, where we talk more about the cross and the resurrection and and the, the price that Jesus paid for us on that cross. And yet, without Christmas, we don't have Easter uh, in, in a kind of a, I don't know if it's a, not, not a real clean way of saying this, but he was, he was born to die. He, he was born to come and pay the penalty for us. And as we were singing this morning, uh, just one, actually, the whole, you know, how deep the Father's love for us, as we were singing that, I went, well, that's the Christmas message. It was my sin that held him there until it was accomplished. How deep the Father's love for us, how vast beyond all measure, that he should give his only Son to make a wretch his treasure. That's us. That's the gift. The gift of the Father that our sin would be laid upon him. And again, as the, the ending verse here says, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. So why do I need to believe? Well, because I'm a sinner. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. Some of us have turned to his own way more than others, but it's not, it's not a contest of how many good things I've done, how many bad things. I am a sinner, and because of that, I need the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ on that cross, and that's why I celebrate Christmas because that's the gift that God gave us through his son. And so I want to read something else. Again, this, is my, this might be too plain and simple, but I think thats at least that's where I needed to go. It's just as a reminder. Um, So I'm going to read from uh, Romans chapter, a couple of things from Romans. So Romans chapter 3, 10 through 25. Be very clear on what the gift is that we have through Jesus. So Romans 3, 10 through 25. I don't know if we're doing that on the screen, but I'll read it. Are you guys putting them up or I'll slow down a little bit? Okay, as it is written, there is no one righteous, not even one. There is no one who understands, no one seeks God. Sounds like a bummer message on a Christmas Christmas week, doesn't it? (laughs) There's good news, that's the gospel, there is good news. There is no one righteous, not even one. There's not one who understands, not one who seeks God. We've all turned away, all have turned away. They have together become worthless. There was no one who does good, not even one. doesn't matter how good you're doing. We're not, we, we don't do good. Our throats are open graves. Our tongues practice deceit. The poison of vipers is on their lips. Their mouths are full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood, and ruin and misery marks their ways. And the way of peace they don't know. There's no fear of God before them. This is convicting me. I'm speaking of my life here. Now we know whatever the law says, it, is, it says to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be silenced and the whole world held accountable to God. Therefore, no one will be declared righteous by his observing the law. Rather, through the law, we become conscious of sin. I'm going to pause there for a second. Think back to John 3.16. Why do I need to believe to gain this eternal life? Paul's telling me here, it's because I'm a sinner. I don't deserve eternal life. Through the law, my recognition of sin, I'm becoming conscious of sin. But now a righteousness from God, here's the good stuff, apart from the law has been made, made known to which the law and the prophets testify. This righteousness from God comes through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe there is no difference for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. God presented him as a sacrifice of atonement through faith in his blood. So Jesus was born in a manger a couple thousand years ago to do a lot of things. But in the end, his purpose was to pay our price for sin. And as Isaiah had written 700 years before that, that by his stripes we are healed. That by him, the the death and resurrection on the cross, um, we, we can, by faith, make a choice to believe in him. So again, John 3.16, I'm going to say it a bunch of times. For so whoever, you put it back up, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish. So the, the, the guilt, the, um, the shame, and the punishment of sin, Jesus took that for us, that whoever should Whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. So let me continue here. So Romans 3, sorry, Romans 6, uh, 22 and 23. says this. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness and the result is eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. When we celebrate Christmas morning and we sing songs and we do all the the awesome stuff, when we do that stuff, and as I tell my kids, I teach sixth grade over at Oaks Christian, and as the Christmas season begins and, I I would think maybe in our minds as well, but in a young person's mind, there's some confusion when it comes to Christmas time because there is so much secularism. There's so uh, much—it's all about the gifts and the decorating and all that. And to try to redeem all that, to bring that back to you guys, it's it's like it's like a birthday party. We we had a real nice birthday party at our house a couple weeks ago for a dear friend, and lots of people came and we sang a weird form of happy birthday that we do at our house. And if anybody's ever experienced that. Um, and there's gifts, and there's music, and noise and, and it's crazy, and it's fun. Um, but you know what? We're, we're celebrating that person and the gift that they are to us. That's what we do at birthday time. So this, Christmas time, again, as I'm telling my kids at school and reminding us, that at the core of all the really cool stuff we do, gift giving, wrapping, all the fun, presents, parties, so that is, is we're, honoring, we're honoring what he did for us when he was born which is, in the end, honoring and recognizing what he did for us on the cross. So as I finish this verse again, this is from Romans 6, is keep this in mind. It says, lost my place. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. That, in the end, that's the gift. So when we talk about the gift of Jesus, and yes, he, he, his birth, showed a lot of stuff, his life, there's a lot of fringe benefits to his life. Um, I kind of remember a song, some of you guys are going to know it, but uh, I don't know all the words, but I remember one phrase, um, and I'm not even going to try to sing it, so I'll just say it, uh, but he came from heaven to earth to show the way, yeah, I kind of sang it, anybody recognize that song at all, some of you guys, okay, good, Sunday school song, all right, so, uh, you know, and, and it was funny, because I, as I was doing this, and thinking and pondering, like really in the end, it's like, what's, what's Jesus' purpose, what did, he, what did he come for, and I think scripture's pretty clear, in the end, he came to pay the penalty for our sin. That's what he came for. So I thought, as I thought of that song, I went, he, you know, from heaven to earth, to show the way. I said, wait, to show? He did a lot more than just to show the way. He is the way. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And so he is the gift. It's not like he, in the embodiment of Jesus Christ himself, he is the gift. Now, yes, he did give us a lot of gifts. He gave us teaching. He gave us miracles. (coughs) Excuse me. But in the end, he is the gift that we're celebrating. So just a thought that as we extend gifts and kindnesses to one another at Christmas time, all of that, if we can keep this as a conscious or a subconscious reminder, that as we do and give gifts, that it's a reflection of his gift to us, which is nothing that we could ever match. We don't deserve it. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We all deserve death. But through Jesus' death and resurrection, we have eternal life. And, and you know, it's a, in, in the number of words that I'm saying, it's that simple. In the depth of that, it's profound. But that's the Christmas message. And, yeah, I know the manger and the wise men and all that. And, and, and it's important stuff. And there's lots to be learned and gleaned from that. But when it comes down to it, it's we receiving this gift that He gave us by shedding His blood for us. So, I've gone way off my organized way of doing this. Um, But I do, I do want to also just remember, remind us that um, there are there are other things that we do get from Jesus, and we uh, obviously His teachings, the wisdom that He um, gave us during His thirty years or His three years of ministry. Um, his miracles, his healing, um, but in our day, in this day and age, the fact that he, by his death and resurrection, makes the Holy Spirit attainable for us—if that's the right word—accessible to us, that we we have the capacity to live a life like what he showed us how to live. We could not do that had he not died, and resurrected and ascended into heaven and sent his Holy Spirit. And so as I look at this this message of what Jesus tells us and <clears throat> excuse me instructs us how to live. It's like I, I can't do that. But our capacity to do so comes from our receiving the Holy Spirit. So there's a there's a there's a there's a I was about to say a twofold. There's a many fold aspect to this whole thing. But again I guess you know, I'm being repetitive but it all begins with the death and resurrection, and so where where any individual stands with that, and depending on your church background through the years, um, you know I know there was for some almost a, um, a standard prayer, the sinner's prayer, uh, which is fine, it's a prayer, heartfelt, okay. But I guess what I want to say is that like any gift that you receive here at Christmas, it's not really it's not really yours until you receive it. And so I just want to invite people, if, if, you know, maybe you have pictured church, even this church, or just church life in general, as being a pleasant experience, because we're around a lot of nice people who tend to care for one another, and um, that at the core of that is that recognition that we have received Jesus Christ, his love for us, and his death and that resurrection as a gift. And, and call it my own. And that's what makes me a Christian. That's, that's what a Christian is. That's the Christian message. that's the gospel that Jesus died for your sins. So the first thing we, even those of us who walked for the Lord for years, and like Shane saying this morning in the first song, is just that daily recognition. i got to just keep coming to the cross, because yesterday I sinned, today I'm going to sin, is I keep falling, but through His power and His blood, I am forgiven. And I can do that on a daily basis. And I'm hopefully climbing in my walk with the Lord as the Holy Spirit empowers me to do so, but I can't even begin this journey without receiving that gift that Jesus Christ has given us through his death on the cross. And that's the starting place. So I just, I just really felt like that that was the Christmas message that uh, maybe I needed to hear again, and I wanted to share, and I know it's kind of short. Um, and. You know, the John 3.16, when it talks about believing, it's like, well, you know, yeah, I believe in Abraham Lincoln. History books tell me about him. And I believe about, you know, great heroes of the past. Believing in Jesus means I go back and I look at his words, and I look at his word, and I see, what what does he say about me? He says that I require salvation. I am a sinner. I'm bound for death. But I will come and rescue you and here's my gift to you is that rescue merry christmas that's that's what his birth is really all about what it comes down to so don't want this this should not be something that's like like a like a bummer message at all in fact it's the best message gospel means good news, good news. that's the good news of christmas time that from hark the herald the angels sing God and sinners reconciled, that, right? Yeah, I'm up here singing. <laughs> God and sinners, we, we don't always think about what we're singing. We just sing it. God and sinners reconciled. I am reconciled to God. I am a sinner. He reconciled me. There was a price to pay, and Jesus paid that price. That doesn't happen without him being born in Bethlehem. And that's an awesome, awesome Christmas gift. It's the best. So as we celebrate Christmas, and you know, people are welcome, to come here. Uh, Christmas Eve at 4:30, we do things in our homes. Sometimes we have to share with family over the phone. But throughout that entire celebration, I just want to just encourage us all to just that Jesus is at the core of this. That's what we're celebrating. With every extension of a gift, it's an extension of what He's done in my life. And that he's forgiven me of my sin. And I'm celebrating him. So when we had this old party a couple of weeks ago and some decorations around the house and all that, it's not about the decorations. Those are fun. That just beautify the whole thing and make it fun. But it's all about this reminder of who we are celebrating and what we are celebrating. So I just, again, Christmas, celebrating the life, the birth, the life, and the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And if that is something that is intriguing to you, maybe for the first time, it's just a choice you make. You decide say, Jesus, I, 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 I see who you are. I'm going to believe in who you are and this gift that you have given me. And, you know, there's a lot of Christianese. I accepted Jesus into my heart. Whatever words you want to use. Jesus, Jesus says, whoever believes in him. Okay, so believing in Him, trusting Him, giving your life to Him, believing that He says who He says He is. He says that He is God in the flesh. And Scripture says that His blood paid for our sins. So I just want to invite you to choose to do that, live a lifestyle. And you know, it's been awesome these last few years with some of the baptisms and some guys that we've known from the community for years who have making those choices. and It's, it's, it's so cool. So, you anyway, know, I'm going to pray in a second. Um, I guess my last words of encouragement are to um, just to, to, to honor Christ through our Christmas season and how we celebrate and to keep him at the center of everything we do. So let me pray. So Lord, I thank you for your birth that we celebrate. For without that birth, we don't have life. And God, I, I don't mean in any way to take away the beauty of when we think of manger scenes and wise men and shepherds and angels coming in the night. That is a beautiful scene. Lord, but it's just it's just a, a snapshot, God, of your glory. And your true glory is exposed on that cross. I thank you for that personally, Lord. I thank you for that corporately. God, that you loved us so much that you gave your son. And all we have to do is believe in him. It's almost too easy. You're a good God. We thank you. We praise you and we love you. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.